Hey there, my name is Lexi, and thank you so much for joining me today. In this particular podcast, this episode, I want to talk about getting reactions that you didn't expect, or rather that you did expect to get from people, and how sometimes getting those interactions can be a little bit disappointing. And uh, this is going to be in regards to my most recent post on Instagram, which uh, I guess for those who are watching, I'll put up a video. For those who are listening, you'll just have to go look it up on my Instagram or my YouTube page once this podcast is posted. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to get into that. I was really searching for some topic for today. And I think that is a good one to go with because I am kind of feeling a ways about it, you know? I post all of these other things and don't get nearly the amount of engagement that I get when I post something that's sexual. So if that is something that you would like to hear more discussion on, then definitely stay tuned. My latest post and the reactions that I got from it... um, Before we get into that, though, let's do a little check-in. Let's check. I want to get back into doing those, but not dedicating entire episodes to it. I want to maybe dedicate 10 to 15 minutes. I see other podcasts doing it, and I think it's something I should add to the format of my own podcast. So since I've decided to um, to be more consistent with posting episodes. So... What's something that's been going on with me Uh, earlier this week? For those of you who didn't know, for the past two, three months, I've been studying to become a certified personal trainer. I'm super into fitness and I'm also really into creating multiple streams of income. Um, I want to monetize things that I enjoy. And, you know, so that way it won't feel like I'm doing work but it can still support me in a certain lifestyle in a certain capacity, you know? So for the past three months, I had been studying, um, my cat just, wow. If you broke my headphones, you owe me a hundred dollars. She ain't got no job. Anyway, for the past three months, yeah, I have been studying to become a certified personal trainer. This past Monday, the Monday after Thanksgiving, I went to take the national certification. So a couple weeks ago, I took the online test through the ISSA, which is the International Sports Science Association. It's on the book, but I don't feel like going to get it because it's across the room. So yeah, I took their exam, which is open book and unlimited time um, online. And I passed that exam so of course I passed it because I had my book and my notes right in front of me so um, they highly recommend that you also go and get your national certification through the NCCPT which is the National Council for Certified Personal Trainers that's what I did this past Monday the Monday after Thanksgiving I went and took the proctored exam that's in person for the national certification and I passed. So I am a full-fledged certified personal trainer. And yes, I would like to have clients. 
I'm probably going to say the first five people who become my clients will either get free training or significantly discounted training. I already have certain price points put into place for my singing and music stuff, but I wonder if I want to keep the same price points for my uh, personal training stuff. So that's something I'm kind of, I haven't quite dove into thinking about yet, but it's something that's been on the back burner in my mind. Other than that, I've just been working. Obviously, I'm always working all the time. Um, I'm wondering if this lighting is even good. It looks good behind the plant, with the plant behind me. So yeah, other than that, I've just been working and trying to figure out a decent sleep schedule because my schedule, my sleep has been all over the place thanks to a particular client who likes to work after midnight and go into the wee hours of the morning. And it's I'm not used to that, especially as an army brat. We get up early, we do everything, we go to sleep early and we wake up and do everything all over again. But, you know, he's a consistent client, so I try to make sure I match his hustle, I match his grind. So I talk about that in an upcoming book that I'm writing. Uh, yeah, so that's been happening with me. And something else that I talked about with one of my friends the other day, I have been kind of going through this little bout of depression. And I want to say it's a seasonal thing because this does happen every year during winter. Now, even though Georgia doesn't experience a traditional winter like other parts of the world where they actually get cold and stay cold and they might actually have snow on the ground and less sun throughout the day, Georgia still has sun, but it's still wintertime. It's still colder outside than it is the rest of the year. And there's something called seasonal affective disorder, which the acronym is SAD, S-A-D, seasonal affective disorder, where it is actually a thing the colder months of the year brings on, there's less sunlight for places that get traditional winters. There's less sunlight, so you're taking in less vitamin D. Vitamin D is necessary for us, especially black people, but vitamin D is necessary for people to get into their system because it triggers certain reactions in the body and vitamin D is a vitamin that is needed in trace amounts in the body. If you're not getting that, you're feeling depressed, especially if you're not going to be outside that much, you're feeling depressed because we do have this connection with nature where things in nature affect us. And the sooner people realize that, the better off humans can have a, a better relationship with our surroundings. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, um, wintertime, there's less sun typically. It's colder. You're encouraged to stay indoors more. Um, people don't really want to, I don't want to really be out in the cold, but it just feels not as happy you know green is gone everything is in like a a every what's the word I'm looking for a decline but it starts with r but everything is in like a degenerate stage everything seems to be dying falling off brown leaves brittle and it just it's a different vibe compared to spring or summertime where things are new they're blossoming or they're flourishing right so all of those implications it affects people and for years i'm pretty sure it's been affecting me only on a very small scale but still a big enough spectrum 
for me to recognize I have to work a little bit harder during the colder months to make sure I don't slip into a kind of mentally depressive state. But I have slipped into one a little bit. I've noticed I watch a hell of a lot more TV than I used to. I sleeping in a lot more. And that kind of has to do with, you know, the client that I talked about where I'm trying to, you know, match his hustle. And it's uh, it's throwing off what I usually do for myself because I'm so worried about matching somebody else's energy. So maybe that plays a role into it. But I hadn't been for a week before Thanksgiving and the week of Thanksgiving. So damn, probably going on like three weeks now because today is the first day I've worked out since before Thanksgiving. And I think I don't think I worked out really the week before. So it's been almost three weeks that I haven't really worked out. And for me, working out keeps me balanced. Like it's even though it's something I don't love to do every day, I do have to stay disciplined and get up and go work out because I sweat out the toxicity. I redistribute the ions in my body when I work out. I really need it. And uh, I think a lot of other people can benefit from working out as well. But I hadn't done that in a few weeks. So that was making me feel some type of way. Um, Yeah. And because I've been working so crazy, I've been working crazy hours. I usually work out in the mornings. Haven't been doing that. um, Working with this one client. And then I was too lazy to make myself work out immediately after those sessions because I'll be interested in getting something else. I'm not even gonna lie. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, I was just I was just off of my game and I, I think it affected me. And then I look on the scale and I gained five pounds and I'm then I'm more than I'm I've gained five pounds more than I'm used to having. So I'm used to staying between 140 and 150. I got on the scale a couple weeks ago and I'm 155, 156. And it's just like, yo, I'm just going to try to think of the positives. I'm gaining muscle. That's what that is. I'm gaining muscle because I don't look different, but I gain a little bit. I got a little bit more on me. So, you know, I've been trying to make sure that I don't slip into that debilitating depressive state that is sad, seasonal affective disorder. Um, I've noticed that I've just been off, not working out. Like I said, I've been watching a lot more TV. I've been spending a lot more time scrolling through Instagram aimlessly, wasting a lot of time doing that. I've been falling asleep on the couch more, not making myself go to bed. And it's just been like, yo, Lex, what are you doing? You need to get back to your discipline. Um, And it can be really hard during this time for me. I don't know if y'all might be affected by seasonal affective disorder as well, but it is something worth looking into and researching for yourself. If you find that around the colder months, you feel less happy, you feel less productive, you might feel like you're in a slump, then check it out. Do some research on SAD, S-A-D, seasonal affective disorder. And yeah, I've been noticing that shift in my focus and it's been really messing with me like I don't like being unfocused but I've also kind of been enjoying resting which is something that I need to do more of or having a better balance of rest and work which I don't do a great job of and I still haven't been doing a great job of because honestly I'm operating in the fear of being broke and it's a bunch of other layers that it's it has nothing to do with music necessarily 
Well, yes and no. There are a lot of layers to that conversation that I won't get into because that's not what this video is about. But yeah, I've just been, you know, working through that. Um, been feeling weird mentally, but then I'll have those victories like passing the ISSA exam for CPT and then passing the national exam to be a certified personal trainer, a CPT. So those good things have been happening. And I have actually caught up on rest, even though I've been fighting myself like, oh, I feel like I'm not being productive. I need to be doing something. Resting is a part of being productive because it's giving my mind and my body time to, you know, unwind, reset, rewire, recover, all of those good things. So that's just something that's been going on with me. The cat is doing regular cat stuff. She's starting to tear things up. She ate five pieces of Hershey chocolates. I have this dish. It's like a crystal bowl. And I decided to get some Hershey kisses. So when people come to my house and they walk through the door, they can take their shoes off. There's a little bench right there. And there's a little bowl of chocolates. She figured out how to climb and got into the bowl and took like and ate like five pieces of chocolate. She's still alive. It's been a few hours. She hasn't like gone to the bathroom crazy or anything. So we're just, we're monitoring that. But yeah, last thing I want to, um, I'll get into, I'll mention something about Lexi Finance before we get into the topic of today's episode. Lexi Finance, some tips on some financial things, something that I have been taking advantage of this past few weeks, actually. Yeah, past few weeks. So, you know, pandemic hit. And a lot of people have been backed up financially and a lot of people have been in debt, um, despite the fact that a lot of people's work stopped for over a year. Unemployment didn't help as many people. I don't know. A lot of people seem to take advantage of it and the PPP loans and all that stuff. But all of that aside, pandemic hit and, you know, people were just struggling financially. I think. The financial institutions have been trying to help people a little bit, but you have to recognize what they're doing and you have to understand how you can maneuver it for it to work for you. So something that I've been seeing the past few months is credit card companies have been sending me applications saying that I'm pre-approved and they are giving at least 18 billing cycles of no interest. So how does this help anybody who might be struggling financially? Um, as far as for me, I'm going to tell you about me first and then I'll tell you how you might be able to take advantage of it. So for me, I am in credit card debt. I have, as of right now though, I have one card. I did have three cards that I was indebted on. I paid one of those off in October. So yay me. Um, but I do still have two cards. The first application I got was through my business, the, the bank that I bank with for my business account, right? They offered me a promo where for 18 billing cycles, you have no interest. Now, what that means is if you are carrying a balance on your credit card, your card is accruing interest depending on what that percentage is, that percentage of APR. Um, annual percent rate, I think is what that stands for. Uh, and this is by no means for anybody. This is not me telling anybody what to do. This is just sharing my story and maybe it'll help y'all come to uh, better financial situations. So don't sue me. But anyway, my business bank 
which is Ameris, they offered me 18 months billing cycle, 18 months of no interest on my debt. So I had a credit card that was uh, carrying a balance of 2000. I got, I applied for this new credit card with 18 months, no interest and got a credit limit of $4,000, I believe. I believe it was 4,000 or 4,800, something like that. So I did a balance transfer. Now a balance transfer, they will either charge you 3% of what you're transferring over or $10, whichever is higher, but that saves a lot of money on interest. So I'll be paying back only the money that I spent and not extra fees for carrying a balance on the card. So I, that's what I did. I transferred my balance from the card that I had to the new card that now has 0% interest for 18 billing cycles. So that is going to make sure that I'm only paying for um, what I owe and not paying extra money. So uh, for, let me see, the next thing, and it's all the same thing, but the next few things that happened were I got offers from Capital One and from Bank of America for similar situations. But they had extra incentives on theirs. So they also do have like no interest on your whatever balance you're carrying for up to a year of billing cycles. But also, if you spend a certain amount of money within a certain time period, you get a statement bonus or a statement credit. So for the Bank of America card that I was offered, I applied for that. Now I have a, a running balance of under $5,000 on one of my credit cards, but the interest rate is actually really high and I don't want to keep carrying an interest rate because I just got hit with a $60 interest rate on that card. Even though I pay my balance off every month, I'm not paying extra for the other stuff that may have been for emergency that I, didn't, I don't necessarily have the money to pay off right now, right? So it's carrying an active balance and I just got hit with $60 worth of interest a few days ago so I don't want to deal with that so I had the thought last night and I got Bank of America where there's no interest until 2023 and also if I spend $1,000 within 90 days I get a $100 statement credit so it's really like I'm only spending $900 I'm saving $100 because I'm gonna spend $1,000 anyway I may as well take advantage of this promo and get a free $100. And all I have to do is use this card. Um, I have a Capital One card. So that Bank of America is $4,000 limit, right? I have a Capital One card. I ended up getting a $10,000 limit on. Um, the same promo, but this one is no interest on your payments, no interest on your balance for a few months, for 18 months or through January of 2023, as well as $200 of a statement credit if I spend $500 within 90 days. Now, I'm the type of person, I literally, I treat my credit card like a debit card, but I will literally, literally make all of my purchases on my credit card for benefits like this. So what I've been doing is, I already pay for things like grocery, the the gas in my car, um, 
if I get my hair done and my nails done, basically all parts of my life, I pay for it with the credit card because I get certain rewards. So the card that I've been using, my American Express, I get sky miles. One of my goals is to travel. So I spend money, but I'm earning miles as I spend money. That's a reward. Um, other things through American Express as well, they work with certain brands so that if you spend money under certain guidelines, you'll get cash back or you'll get statement credit back. One of the best rewards that they were running, it was spend at least $10 at a U.S. restaurant and get $10 statement credit back. So if I spent $15 at a restaurant, I get $10 back on my statement credit. I only spent $5 technically, right? Um, so this is why I'm telling why I'm telling you this is because if you can, and I don't care where your credit is, if you can get accepted for a credit card that's offering similar benefits or even just the benefit of no interest on your balance for at least one year, I would say take advantage of it and transfer over some of your debt to this interest-free bearing account, which is the new credit card. And especially if, you're, if they're offering a statement credit incentive, then definitely take advantage of that too. There are also checking accounts that are being offered. You know, if you use this much, if you deposit this much, or if you get direct deposit of, let's say $1,500 within three months, then you will receive a $200 account statement. Definitely take advantage of the thing. Now, it is gonna be kind of frustrating because you have to switch over. Um, you know, you might have subscriptions that are already linked to one card or you have bills that are on auto pay and now you have to switch all of that stuff over. But if you're saving money and you are not accruing interest on balances that are being carried over, then I'd say that's a winning situation. So that's just... Uh, as quick as I could give it a quick tip on how to cut down on your debt and not pay interest on some of the debt you may have, especially if you can get a new card with a big enough credit limit that will take in a balance from another card so that you can eliminate those interest payments, then I would say it's worth looking into and it's worth switching over a few of your cards to get those benefits. So... Yeah, hope that helps somebody. And um, now let's get into the meat and potatoes of the conversation, which is, you know, getting certain reactions when you post certain things versus what you would like to happen on other posts right after this commercial break. Yeah, let's do that. Looking at 
the other day I posted on my Instagram um, a post. I posted a post on my Instagram where I'm doing a pole dance to the song Thirst Trap by Pleasure P. And, you know, it's just to show support for Pleasure P and um, showcase my skills pole dancing. And I put in the post, depending on the kind of engagement I get on this, I'll keep it up or take it down. Now, in the back of my mind, I know exactly how this is going to play out because <laughs> when I per when I post certain things, I don't get nearly the amount of engagement that I would as if I posted other things. So this perfectly this post perfectly illustrates what I mean by that. So I am in this dancer's outfit. I got on my people would call them hooker heels. Um, they're these big, clear heels, black leather, high heels. They're at least, they're at least six inches tall. And I have on this cute little dance outfit, which is like a neon green. And it's like strappy and bra and panties. It's just really sexy. And I'm doing this dance to Thirst Trap by Pleasure P. <sighs> And I get exactly the response I was expecting, which was anytime I post something super sexual or sexy or showing off skin or doing something that is sexually suggestive, it gets significantly way more engagement than if I posted uh, an album cover art or a single cover art announcing a new song or if I posted me singing something into the camera. I get way more engagement if I'm showing off skin and doing things that are sexually suggestive. That's exactly the reaction I expected. And I suspected that I would not have to delete the post because I knew I would get all of the engagement that I got on that post. So let's talk about it. Why is that? People really want to try to say that, you know, we want artists for their talent. But I find with women especially, yeah, y'all want us to be talented, but y'all want us to be sexual more than talented. Like, I don't know. Men are very visual creatures, which I get it. Everybody, first impression is everything for everyone, right? But men especially, visuals really do it for them. But in general, everybody likes to look at someone who is pretty and everyone likes to look at someone who is sexy that's just the reality of everything that's just the way it is that's just the way it is things will never be the same but yeah that's just the way it is so I guess I just want to talk about my frustrations with uh that reaction that I got it's kind of frustrating because I sing I rap, I write all my own lyrics. I dance, as you can see from the video. And um, <laughs> I'm an actress, I model, I just do a lot of things. I engineer, I vocal produce, I teach vocal lessons, I teach people how to write songs. I just do a lot, okay? I have a lot of talent, but I will only ever get a big amount of engagement when I'm showing off my body, 
or when I'm doing something sexually suggestive. And you have, I don't know if, I'm sure like other artists can relate, other female artists, but I don't know if anyone realizes how frustrating that is. As a female artist, I will try to post wholesome content because that's what people say they want, but they don't engage with that nearly as much as they would if I post something where I'm half naked, if I am grinding, if I'm twerking. Like there are so many dudes on the internet, right, who say they would never want their woman to show her all over the internet, right? But then they'll go and they'll spend 20 minutes on Instagram scrolling through Instagram models and liking their stuff, liking their videos. They are paying attention to the girls who are showing and being vulgar, twerking, whatever. They'll give attention to those women. But then they'll say things like, well, I wouldn't want my my woman to be doing those things, but you would want a woman who is doing those things. So that's one aspect of it. Sex sells, unfortunately. Um, sex sells and whether everyone wants to acknowledge it or not, people notice you more when you are taking your clothes off. Either they're outraged or they secretly desire you or they openly desire you. I don't know. It's the same kind of conversation that was around Chloe Bailey since she's been exploring her um, her solo career. You know, when it was her and her sister, there was this, there was this whole image of them being wholesome and good girls, and you know, they were raised Christian or whatever. Even the kind of music they were doing was way more soulful. And then as soon as you know, they kind of go separate ways to explore different independent projects, right? They're still very much a group, but they are exploring independent projects. We see Chloe Bailey coming into her sexual prowess, right? So the thing she's posting is becoming a lot more provocative. She's showing her body off more. She's dancing more for Instagram in more provocative ways and in her videos. And then we see her on award shows giving very pr provocative and sexualized dances and she's getting attention now it's interesting because people weren't giving chloe and holly this much attention you know when they were more wholesome of an image but whether the attention is good or bad chloe bailey definitely is getting way more attention than she did when she had that wholesome sister her that wholesome image with her and her sister so it's very interesting even though people do give her such a hard time about it, they still give her time. They give her attention. And that's the same thing, I mean, that I've always known, that everyone knows and we all participate in, yet some people want to act like it doesn't affect their judgment when they are looking at other artists or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's extremely frustrating because I got people liking and commenting just interacting overall who never reach out to me they never look at my stories they never congratulate me for a new release on a single um they never like or comment on my singing videos or the videos where i showcase the artwork for a new release 
But here I am, half naked, pole dancing, throwing a leg up, arching my back. And I'm getting so much love from everybody. It's very frustrating. And then it's even weird to me. People will, people, some people were sharing that post to their stories or yeah, sharing that post to their stories. Like, oh, look at Lexi doing this. Those same people would not post the album cover art or the single cover art to their stories. But as soon as I take my clothes off, as soon as I show a little skin, these people will post it. It's weird to me. Very weird energy. I don't like it. Very weird energy. I don't like it. It's extremely frustrating and it, uh, it makes me realize that even though I don't like it, I may have to play into a certain imagery that I don't want to have to play into. But it's a necessary imagery because that's what gets people's attention. So, yes, I'm a sexual person. Yes, I like to look good. Yes, I like to be sexy. But there are certain things about myself that I want to reserve for someone who is special to me. There are certain things that I want to reserve for my bedroom only, right? And it's just really disheartening to realize and to continuously be reminded that, you know, the industry is super sexualized, hypersexualized, and images of promiscuity, images of sex, images of what else? I don't know, like almost vying for attention by using looks, using your body. Those images are rewarded way more than the actual talent of the person. And that's given an example of Chloe Bailey, Young Miami, even Normani. Normani is actually extremely talented, but she plays into the the imagery as well. Like with her video Wild Side, they had her in like leather contorted in different positions or whatever. Young Miami, I didn't actually listen to that song or watch the video Rap Freaks, but you know, that's all dominatrix sex dungeon vibes. Like those images are rewarded and that's barely a two minute song, you know? Those images are rewarded. Now, Chloe Bailey, Normani, extremely talented. They don't need to do those things because they have the talent to back up, you know, their career. But unfortunately, women have to play into these images because that's what gets attention. Because at the end of the day, the music, the music industry is very much run by guys and guys are visual. Guys want to see things that are sexy. That's what they think is going to sell. And they would be right, actually, because the public plays into it as well. Whether the publicity is good or bad, the public plays into rewarding more sexual imagery. The public plays into rewarding these kind of outrageous and in-your-face images of sex and even... Excuse me. And even demonic things. Right. So there will be a lot of people who would say, man, they, they don't have to do this. 
but you weren't paying attention to this artist until they started doing this. So it falls on the consumer. You need to put your wallet where your supposed beliefs are and support artists who aren't out here stripping, taking their clothes off, giving lap dances in every video, only wearing revealing clothing, like have a little bit more conservativeness, conservatism about their appearance. Reward those artists by listening to their music exclusively or at least more than the other people. Reward those artists by buying the music, not just streaming it. Reward them more by watching their content, listening to their content, buy their merchandise, support these artists, go to their shows. But no, what gets most attention is the bad behavior, the supposed bad behavior, right? Quote, bad behavior, unquote. That's what gets rewarded. And it's so frustrating because if I... It, it tells me as an artist, I cannot rely, like talent means nothing. As long as I look good enough and I'm willing to do a few spins and turns and, you know, take off some clothes here and there, I'll get the attention that I want. Now, what I do with the attention after that, I don't know. Can you continue garnering attention using these same tactics? That's why I think the imagery is getting even more in our face, even less mystery because these images are rewarded so much. And it's like, all right, if I don't do these things, I won't get the attention. I won't get the engagement. And that's why you keep having these back-to-back releases of songs like Tatiana or Thot-ish or Wild Side or rap freaks everything has an undertone not even an undertone of sex everything is openly displaying sex because that's what sells that's what's getting the attention that's what's getting the ratings that's what's getting the publicity good or bad so as an artist it's telling me i don't really have to be that good right now at least not right now all i gotta do Like I said earlier, put some skimpy clothes on. Make sure the music is good enough, but really just put on a good show. And that's going to get me the attention that I want. But then you have to keep doing that to hold people's attention. And people's attention spans are supposedly so short, right? You have to keep doing these antics to hold on to people's attention. But then people get tired of the antics. And they're not coming out to buy your music. They're not coming out to watch you in concert anyway. So now you've been doing all of these things that might even be against your character, might be outside of what you're comfortable doing, but you did it because you thought that's what you needed to do to get the attention and to get the numbers and the ratings. But now, just as soon as people gave you the attention, they've discarded you. Interesting. And that's why... That's one example of how the industry is so fickle and how the industry will use you up, I suppose. I don't exactly know the extent because I'm not in that deep in the industry, you know, not yet. (laughs) But um, I definitely see how 
artists like myself would be influenced to believe that I have to put on this certain persona to get the attention that I want, to get the situations that I want, even though this isn't exactly who I am. It's a part of me, but it's not who I want to be all the time. It's not what I want to do all the time. So imagine my frustration when I'm seeing that, wow, people really are engaging with this post of me half naked dancing around on a pole to someone else's song. But if I were to just showcase my voice, people claim, oh, I'm so tired of hearing about their personal lives or I'm so tired of them doing these gimmicks. Why don't they just make good music and go sit down somewhere? But they'll be the same people to give energy to the imagery. Make it make sense, you know? And I feel bad for the people who, like I said earlier, they partake in this behavior and they end up being miserable because it's not really what they want to do. It's not really how they are. It may be a part of them, but they don't want to do that all the time. They don't want that to be the main focus of their imagery. Yet it has become that because of the perceived seeming like the perceived need to, of having to do it all the time, of having to do it over and over again to get the attention, to get the uh, accolades. Right. So, yeah, I just wonder what's the other point I was about to make as far as getting the attention yeah it, it makes it makes artists like me angry because i can't my talent is not good enough and yet talent is what you need to have longevity talent and creativity is what you need or maybe you just need a good team who can keep spinning your image i don't know i haven't quite figured these things out which is why i want it to be a conversation you know how do audience members how do fans and supporters see do they see do they recognize what's going on we need your support but it's also hard to keep garnering people's attention it's a lot of work always chasing down behind people like hey look at me look at me look what i'm doing look what i've been up to and i just had a random thought i have not sent out a newsletter in a couple months, I think. OMG. But yeah, it uh it makes it makes it's really exhausting having to keep chasing people down to get their attention. And audience people, audience fans and supporters will say that they want an artist who is talented, but then they won't take the time to search for that artist. They won't take the time to seek out content by that artist. Once an artist gets to a certain level, they cannot reach out to everybody personally. At some point, the audience has to take on the responsibility of actively going to see what is this person up to? What is this artist up to? Let me see if they have any new releases. Let me follow them on here. If you know the algorithm on Instagram is messing people up, let me go search for this page and actually go click on the page and look at it to see what this artist is up to what shows they might have com coming up, what songs they might have just released, what merchandise they may have just released as well. But it's really hard to do that. It's hard to keep getting people's attention and then you have to keep reminding people of what you're doing, when it's happening, 
And oh, by the way, please support me, right? It's really difficult. So what is the solution then? If I can only get attention by parading myself around a certain way, then I have to develop like a split personality in my mind. This is what I'm thinking. This is me just thinking. I hope that I hope that didn't mess up the sound. This is me just thinking out loud, like, you know, how do I keep this up without feeling badly about myself? How do I keep this up without feeling like I'm compromising who I am, without feeling like I'm compromising my morals? And that's a very hard thing to ponder. But it becomes a necessary line of questioning because you see it work for everybody else. And you want the engagement. Your career thrives off of getting people's attention. And that's the irritating part about the music industry and just trying to make music as the main source of income, the main means of provision in your life it depends on other people but people are, are not dependable because everybody has their own thing going on so it's really hard to garner that attention if you're not acting a fool online doing crazy stunts or talking to people crazy or showing some skin if you're like too positive you're not gonna get the attention unfortunately and that's what i realized and I've also realized, like to add insult to injury, like, does anybody really want to support Lexi? Because I'm on here dancing to somebody else's song and I'm showing support for somebody. But who's who else is who is posting a video of them dancing to a Lexi song? You know, the support is not even the same going the other direction. But that's just I think I talked about it in the emotional support not support the emotional roller coaster of being an artist, which I have not posted yet. I will post eventually. <laughs> That's a two parter. I need to post that very soon. Actually, I'll probably do those around the holidays because I may not be in a position to record these episodes live once a week like I have put in my mind that I want to do. So I've decided that around holiday times, I might post pre-recorded episodes for people to enjoy so you still get something but i also get a break you know so yeah um what was i saying it becomes it's extremely exhausting trying to chase after people's attention but this whole industry thrives on people's attention and creating new ways to get people's attention and hold on to people's attention but people are very, people are not dependable. And people say they want better news or good news, but they continue to consume the negative news. They never go out to seek the good news. People are also lazy. Who wants to put the extra effort into looking for the good stuff when the bad stuff is so readily available for them? I don't know. Odds be stacked up against us, you know? So this is a more of a rant, I think, coming from me as far as how frustrating it is 
to want people to respect me for my talent, but realizing that nobody sees me until I'm basically acting like a hoe. Nobody sees me until I'm showing off my body, which is supposed to be like the most precious part of a woman, right? Nobody sees me until I do certain things that almost contradict what I want to do. It's very interesting. It's very frustrating. Even people who were involved in the production of my music do not share it, but they'll share a video of me pole dancing half naked in my room. It's very frustrating, I will tell you. But on the same token, I'm not going to do it all the time, but I had, you know, so many people interact with it that now I'm like, dang, this is what people want to see. And while pole dancing is a part of who I am, it's a part of what I like to do. It's not something that I want everyone to have access to, honestly, for free all the time. It's not something that I want to showcase front row and center. <laughs> because me, myself, I don't necessarily make music for that reason. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I don't always make sexy music. I don't always make pole dance music or twerk music you know what I'm saying so it's a part of who I am but it's not all that I am but if I want the engagement again I have to look at what people are paying attention to what they're interacting to what they're interacting with and then I have to decide all right this is what they are giving me energy on so now I have to give more energy to producing this kind of content and that's what it's boiling down to even though it's not necessarily something that I want to continue to do all the time. And that is the battle that I think artists face, but mostly and especially female artists. We want to be recognized for our talent and for what we can do or just recognized for who we are, but we get reduced to our looks. We get reduced to our bodies. <laughs> If I was fat swinging around a pole, I mean, there's there's an audience for that, too. But would I get as much attention if I weren't attractive in that way, you know? And for the people who have interacted with that post, I ain't seen some of y'all in months. Matter of fact, I never y'all never interact with my stuff. So why is it that this sexual image of me that I put out? Is what grabs your attention. But you say you support me. You say you support my music. Mm. I do watch who looks at my stories. And I do watch who likes my content. And there are a very select few. Who consistently like my posts. And interact and comment. And then there are people who noticeably only come around. When I am showing myself in a more sexual light i don't know is it some fantasy that people be playing out i don't know and i hope i'm not speaking too recklessly but <laughs> oh and even people will even get upset with like a female artist right because seemingly that's the only image that she ever puts out there but by my example, per my example, 
of what I want people to react to versus what they are actually reacting to, they will be upset with an artist for only putting out a certain image, which would be like only sexy, always highlighting the physical features, always talking about boobs, always talking about booty, always teasing with sexually explicit images. And maybe they do too much, but that's a learned behavior because that's what people respond to and that's what people want. But unfortunately, it becomes more about, you know, what can I see from this person physically and less about the product that they're supposed to be pushing, which is the music, the product that we're supposed to be garnering attention for, which is the music. And so there's so much energy put into how can I look sexy for this audience who they respond to my sexiness? So much so that the music takes a hit because there's not nearly as much energy going into that as there is in putting these explicit images out. So I find that to be very interesting as well. They'll get upset with this artist for only putting out explicit images and that's basically their whole image, right? But that's what y'all interact with. So, and that's what y'all pay for. Y'all ain't paying for the music. Y'all ain't, this is a nice sweater. Y'all ain't paying for the music. Y'all want to see some titties and some ass. And so that's what she gives you. But now you're upset because that's all she gives you. But you never ask her about her music. You never ask her what she's working on musically recently. What has she done creatively? You know, so what an artist gives you or what an influencer gives you is going to be a product of what you respond to a result. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, I guess they both make sense. What an artist gives you is going to be a product, a result of what you are always interacting with. So if you want to see different things from the people that you say you admire, you cannot only interact when they show off skin and ass and titties. You have to react to the things that you say you support about them. But I know in my case, I'm not getting the support musically that I would want. But if I show off my body, everybody want to be in my DMs. Everybody want to be in my comments. Everybody want to start texting me. Damn, Lex, I never knew. You're not really supposed to because really those kind of images are supposed to be for whoever I decide to give that to in a romantic sense. Right. But people have proven that they don't necessarily like, yeah, they would want me to do the music. They recognize the talent, but they value me more for my physical being. They value me more for my body. I feel an accent about to jump out. <laughs> I don't want an accent jumping out. So yeah, it's it's extremely frustrating. While I do appreciate that people actually interacted with this piece of content, it's extremely frustrating. Because now, that's the bar that I have to set as my standard. This is what gets people's attention. Of course, everybody loves a pretty girl. Everybody loves a sexy, a sexy woman, a sexy, pretty woman. What do you want, kitty cat? 
Why don't you just climb up here? Of course. Uh, hold on, hold on. Okay. She's being difficult. Of course, everybody likes looking at a beautiful woman. Everybody likes looking at a sexy woman. But on the same token, y'all don't realize how y'all downgrade or step on somebody's actual talents because you're so focused on the physical. But I don't know, it's a double-edged sword. I'm not going to get the attention I want unless I give people what they are paying attention to. So, I don't know. What are y'all's thoughts on this conversation? And I'm speaking from an artist's perspective, a female artist's perspective, where I'm frustrated because I want to share my music and my talent, but people react more to my body and my looks. What other industry does that besides entertainment? And you wonder why we have issues with people trying to sleep their way to the top. Because that's what gets the energy. And even if those ladies, even if those ladies don't get all that they wanted, they get hell of a lot closer than those of us who are not giving ourselves in that way. And honestly, more power to those women because I have found out that I am not that kind of woman. I'm not the type who is going to screw my way to the top. If I don't like you physically, if I'm not attracted to you, then it's not happening. So I have to build systems. I have to build my foundation on a business-minded system, on a business structure, business foundation. I can't just rely on my looks and my body because I'm not willing to give that to get to where I want to be, you know? Now, that's it's a stronger foundation to have certain systems in place. It's a stronger foundation to be business-minded and to, yeah, like I said, have that in place. How sustainable is it to have to keep screwing somebody to get what I want? How sustainable is it to have to keep putting my body through all of this, what do you call it? I don't know. It's just harsh activity, degradation. That's too big of a word. I'm I'm looking for something more simple, but how sustainable is it for me to keep giving myself? Because then people will always want more. And I had that conversation with somebody earlier today. These niggas out here will use you for your body. They'll promise you some things that they can't give you. And every time it's Give me this tonight or do this for me and I'll make this happen for you. But they keep asking and the results for you don't come fast because he playing you. And it happens to men in the industry as well, but it's definitely harder for women. We're seen more as objects in this industry. We're seen more as objects for sure. And I mentioned in the emotional roller coaster of being an artist when I did that discussion, I mentioned that I was in a situation where I was not going to get paid my money until I slept with the boss man because he's the one who cuts the checks, even though I had already done all this work. But that was also my fault because it was not in my typical business practice 
to do work without getting paid up front first. So it was partially my fault, but it was extremely disrespectful and a slap in the face to, they didn't say it explicitly, but implicitly they were saying, oh, you want this money? You got to have sex with the boss man to get this check. (laughs) Interesting, right? Real interesting. So we might, for those of you who say, um, like they might speak out against female artists who are doing all of these images that are sexually. And I, I play into it too. But the difference between me, the difference with me is I do not listen to that music that only is accompanied by images that I don't want to see every day. So like, and I don't even want to name names (laughs) because I don't want to down someone else's hustle. Because we all have our ways of getting to where we want to get to. And I don't want to, I don't want to talk down on anybody because if that's what works for them, then more power to them. I'll have to find a different way. That's your lane. I can't be in your lane because that lane is not for me. But uh, if I don't like certain things that I see from an artist image wise and I notice it's not all about the talent, it does turn me off of the artist. It does. But with other people... People really don't care about the talent as much as they say they do. Because if they did, female artists especially wouldn't have to be sexy all the time to get that attention, to get those accolades, to get awards, (laughs) you know. But hey, these are just my thoughts on the topic. I wonder what I'll label the name for this video. I don't know yet. Um, so yeah, that's how I'm feeling about what I posted (laughs) in my little pole dancing thing versus all the other times I posted me singing or announcing a new release and it gets nowhere near the amount of engagement as me being half naked on a pole. But what are your thoughts surrounding this whole conversation? What do you think? about some of the points I brought up. Do you think the industry is hypersexualized? Is that just the way it is? Is it just a truth that we have to live with? Or do we really just need to be better about how we show support for artists and who we give attention to and what we give attention to people for? Let me know in the comments section down below or send me a message letting me know your thoughts. But otherwise, thank you so much for tuning in for this discussion. Make sure you, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, hit the notification bell to be notified each and every time I post a new episode. If you are listening by way of podcast, make sure you follow the channel and yeah, you can support that way. Share the episode, have a discussion with some people, message me back, let me know your thoughts on the topic. And if you are a patron, thank you so much for supporting me, for being my patron. If you would like to support me, Lexi, um, monetarily to help me be able to do some of the more artistic things, then for as low as as $5 a month, you can become a patron of mine and get access to these live viewings. But you will also see content that the rest of the world does not see. And you will also 
you will also get special behind the scenes things you will see things as soon as i upload them and post them not when i make them public for the rest of the world so that sounds interesting to you and you get discounts on tickets eventually uh when the following gets up and discounts on merchandise and all that good stuff then go to patreon.com slash lexi atl patreon.com slash l-e-x-c atl but thank y'all so much for joining in on the conversation today for listening in my name is lexi peace